1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard It's transfer deadline day as clubs up and down the country Try to add the final pieces to their squads Rangers go into the international break top of the table With a routine win against Ross County Celtic have the game in hand advantage though After leaving it late to see off St Johnston I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me tonight is Alex Ray and Hugh Evans. Celtic and Rangers were poor yesterday I said Celtic and Rangers were poor yesterday But the next game they play will have no margin for error Because it's against each other Someone will need to have a word with Alfredo Morelos And Odson Edward about that Because they were woeful yesterday Will they be different after midnight When the transfer window closes And there's nowhere for them to go for the time being Neil Lennon and Stephen Gerrard will hope so, Alec. He's yeah. just a bundle of joy on a Monday <laughs> evening, isn't he? Yeah, as, as Hugh says, it was one for the old firm without playing well, Gordon. The Dons nicked a late winner to compound St Mirren to six defeats on the bounce. Hibs continued some good form. Livy got a massive win on the road. Transfer deadline day, plenty to discuss. 0141-951-1025. That is the number you need to get in touch with the guys tonight. Let them know what's on your mind. And if you'd rather tweet, then you can do that as well. You'll find us on Twitter at Clyde SSB. There is a lot happening, Hugh Keevens, because mm. we go from uh, another busy weekend in the Scottish Premiership. Rangers stay top. Celtic occupied top spot for a couple of hours until Rangers finished the game at Ibrox. We go into arguably Scotland's biggest mm. game in, you well, tell me, since, a, a uh, long, two, long time. Since, since Italy. The Italy game, yeah. Yep. What was that, 2007? Yeah, um, well. Maybe even longer in the eyes of some And it's transfer deadline day as well There was a time where there was a real buzz about transfer deadline day A real feeling of hope and optimism That maybe your club would pull something out the bag Before that window slams shut Because remember it never closes gently It slams oh, shut apparently yes. um, But maybe quite a low key transfer deadline day so far Well so far the only uh, name uh, Diego Laxalt uh, AC Milan uh, Having a medical in London by all accounts, and uh, getting set to join Celtic. Um, so, other than that, fairly quiet. Uh, Morelos, Edward, not a squeak about either of them. And the window closes at midnight. And you know, after what Neil Lennon said about Odds and Edward having to focus, reset, and think about Celtic. Uh, you know, he'll Neil Lennon be glad to see midnight. Mm. Come and go Yeah Bongani Zungu Would be the name For Rangers yep. Alex So either way It looks at, at the most That it would be yeah. One in uh, For either And and none out And that would That's probably bigger Than anything That you're going to do Incoming wise I think Six weeks ago Would you have predicted Morelos and Edward Both definitely stay Beyond the end of the window I don't know But it certainly looks that way I now. think in terms of speculation They two have been At the forefront You know Because of uh, the, the qualities They bring to the table But in terms of The here and now Gordon you're right I think Diego Potentially could become A fate AC Milan They do need cover At left back Celtic mm-hmm. If anything happens to Taylor Then become a bit sparse there uh, You said the South African International Zungu uh, They'll be chasing them All summer It was on It was off uh, and uh, Stephen Gerrard's been public about actually trying to get another uh, player in that position, and which I find quite strange because when you look at the personnel, Gordon, for the central midfield area, you know, mm-hmm. they've got a, a, quite mm-hmm. a lot of uh, options there. A very interesting one as well for you, St Mirren fans. The skipper, Kel mm-hmm. McGuinness, is gone. He's moved to Hibs. And uh, reading the club's statement, it doesn't sound like they're too impressed about certain elements of it. So let us know what you think 
On all of the transfer deadline stories We'll keep an eye on them between now and 8 o'clock But let's get stuck right in to the weekend's action 01419511025 It is a Monday night, Hugh Keevans That means you have to put your neck out there And tell me your result of the weekend I'm going for Friday night I'm going for Livy uh, At Dundee United A goal down, win the game 2-1 First win uh, on a grass pitch For over a year uh, Well done, Gary Holt all right, Alex. Your yeah, result of the weekend. Listen, you would have gone that way. Yeah, wouldn't you? I, think I, I so. looked at all the other uh, options: Rangers, Celtic, Aberdeen, Hibs. Favourites. And, and, and I have to say, Livingston on the road for the first time in thirteen months. Gone. I think it's brilliant. Back to on back grass. Run. They have won on, an away game since yes, then. But in terms of the the grass surface, thirteen months remarkable, and two wins in the bounce, and they're now in the top six. Absolutely right. Goal of the weekend. I'm going for Lee Griffiths, the comeback kid, the redemption Sunday man. Uh, he has. Come out and said that he let Celtic down in general Let Neil Lennon down in particular uh, And he was right to make that fulsome confession uh, But the goal was a terrific header And it really did get Celtic out of jail Okay, Alex I'm going for St Mirren's Erehon oh, What, a what an unbelievable connection, timing Absolutely brilliant And you look at Joe Lewis He's actually looking at it As it's coming back out from the, from the net I thought it was an excellent strike for the guy Right Howler of the weekend This is where you get to Sort of add your own artistic licence It might be a referee A goalkeeper A sitter Whatever you want What's your howler of the weekend? Well Cole Donaldson gives away a penalty uh, For Ross County against Rangers yesterday Which is converted by James Tavernier And at the other end He misses a real sitter of a header However In mitigation Was he pushed By Conor Goldson? Uh, I'm going to go for uh, Dundee United As a collective Gordon Because as I said earlier on Livingston are not great on the road Particularly on grass To go one up And lose You know it all started brilliantly For Mickey Mellon And it's just kind of come off the rails A little bit of late Right 01419511025 What did you make of Yesterday's action Where does that leave your team Going into the international break It's transfer deadline day What are you hoping for Between now And the end of the evening And anything else That's on your mind Let's do it all On the phones or on Twitter Let's hear from you right now Neil Lennon says They deserve to beat St Johnson But he was far from happy With the first half display he believes the substitutes were key and he healed the influence of the captain Scott Brown coming off the bench. Well, I'm delighted to win the game and delighted, you know, we deserve to win, but not happy with the first half, not pleased with You know, it was all fur coat and no underwear, really, and um, collect any sort of aggression in our play. Second half was a lot better. You know, we had to wait, be patient. You know, I think the subs made, we made the subs at the right time and they made a, a really good impact. But you can see the influence that Brian has when he's not there. And no amount of stats can dress that up, you know. It's what he brings to the team. And he's got the aura about him as well. And um, it's no coincidence he comes on and we get the two goals, you know. So um, I'm not saying it's all down to him, but, uh, you know, Griffiths made a brilliant contribution on Klamala as well. But I was happy with Frank Pong. You know, Duffy had another fine game. Um, but I just thought first half we were, you know, Feeling away into the game, which is what you can't do. Eddie is first on the line tonight. He's calling in from Carluke. What did you make of that yesterday, Eddie? <sighs> it wasn't a great performance, was it? Um, I watched the full game. There was a lot of Celtic fans before the game clamouring for Scott Brown to be dropped, and I think we saw yesterday why he is in the team, why he's the first name in the, the team sheet, and more importantly, what we're going to miss when he hangs up his boots. I think we're 
still a long way away from being able to say that we can safely remove him for the team altogether. So I hope a lot of Celtic fans wake up and realise how much he actually does bring to the team. I have said before already, and uh, anyone can troll back through the programmes and uh, they'll find it there. I've said before, he will be the most difficult player for Celtic to replace since Henrik Larsson left town. And I mean it because uh, only he can bring what he brought to the party yesterday. There's no facsimile for Scott Brown at Celtic Park. Eddie, I'm just wondering, and I'm not not to say you're wrong at all, but I just wonder if it's a bit quick to make that judgment. You know, just because Scott Brown's introduction worked yesterday, does that mean it, it's always going to be wrong to leave him out? Is there a bit more room to to give it time and, and find out what Celtic can do in that area going forward? I think obviously he's, he's getting on in uh, in football terms, and we do need to start giving him a rest. But it's just just it was more the. On social media, when the, the team sheet was announced for yesterday's game, it was I was quite a wee bit disgusted when I seen some of the comments. Finally, Scott Brown being dropped, and it's just that kind of underappreciation that people, uh, that some Celtic fans actually have for him. I've no doubt that we do need to freshen things up at times, and he's not um, immune to being dropped. But it's just that extra bit of drive and. Uh, mm. Stamina that we, we, we've been missing this season, and he's—he's—it's no coincidence that he's played in every game, and um, he, he's kind of pulled us over the line. I think in, in a lot of the cases. I mean, but that's I, not to say. Sorry, no, no, carry on. I was just because that's not to say. I, I don't think David Turnbull had, had a particularly bad game. I thought he did okay. I thought Olivia and Cham is—he's not a good fit for our team. I think he's a bit of an imposter at times. He totally disrupts the rhythm of the team. Um, so I think that was part of the problem yesterday Yeah Alex what you, I remember a couple of years ago On this show yep. You said you felt And Cham Was one of the Was arguably The, the yeah. best midfielder in Scotland Because yeah. you felt he had everything And I suppose he still does Why is it Fans like Eddie feel like They they just don't see the best of yeah. him Often enough I've got to be honest with you I don't think he's actually Performing at that level I think a couple of years ago He was playing He was a regular You know he was scoring I think he got 9 or 10 goals That, that season as well Gordon So he was contributing uh, Quite a lot uh, I I think to just highlight and sham would be a disservice to him as well. I think in terms of Celtic, I think they've been huffing and puffing for a few weeks. I think they were better against Hibs last uh, last week where they showed a better performance, a better level of performance over a, a longer period. I think yesterday was a prime example where they felt as if, Neil Lennon felt as if he could put Turnbull in because of the personnel and it didn't quite work and, and they had to call on the captain again, the guy that's been there for you know, the last 10 years to rely on. Um, and, you know... They, it's very difficult, Gordon. I was talking to you guys prior to the to the game. I think the St. Johnson management team will be really disappointed. They've tried to chase the winning goal with the last dying seconds, 30, 40 seconds of regulation time. And if they're trying to manage the game, they should have kept it in the corner, tried to run down the clock. Because when you're exposed and you're chasing mm. a game against Celtic, that's when you're the most vulnerable. I, I, I don't think Sham merits a start. And unless he can improve... I don't think Edward merits a start now. I'm, you know, Neil Lennon has said it's because his head's turned by the transfer window, and then he said he was fatigued, and then he said it was you know lack of form, lack of form, and that happens to everyone. Okay, well, if he is so transparently lacking in form, he doesn't deserve to start now. Uh, Eddie, where does Celtic go from here then? Because if already you know Monday night, a day after the game, you and maybe some others have decided that. This means that Celtic can't leave out Scott Brown. Is is, is that 
Is that Neil Lennon or Celtic back to square one then? Is this is this proof yesterday that it can't happen going forward? I think everybody can see that we've got quite a few gears to go up. I mean, I don't think you can deny we've, we've been getting the results and that kind of shows the, the, the mental strength that we've got. But I think until we get that consistency and performance that we've been looking for, we, we need to persevere. This is an important season and if Scott Brown is the one that's kind of the turning point or the, the, the main man as I think he is we need to keep him in as, as much as we can and I, I, I'm still constant I think we're still going to go and win the league um, for, for, I, I don't I, I don't have any other reason I think we're going to turn it around the performances as time goes on we've proved it before so until that time comes I, I think it would be silly for us to think about keeping him out of the team for a sustained period of time OK, thank you very much That was Eddie and Kerluk Kicking us off tonight Clearly a lot of parallels Between the two performances yesterday Because uh, Rangers were Capable of much better In the eyes of Gary McAllister They also won 2-0 He says They did get better As the game went on uh, But thinks they'll need to put In better performances In future after those European nights Result Very good You know, another clean sheet Clean sheet here at Ibrox But uh, still unbeaten uh, performance, you know, we can play better. I think that's pretty obvious. Yeah. I thought we were a wee bit bitty. Didn't get any rhythm today in our play. And Ross County came and, and made it difficult, got bodies behind the ball. You know, they had the glass shoot up front, you know, as, as, as a bit of a handful. So, pleased with the result, performance wise. I thought the second half was better. I thought after the messaging at half time, we started the second half a bit better and created few more openings in the second half. Listen, it was, a, it was a big game, it was a big pressurised game on Thursday, but moving forward, you know, we'll get more big games coming up, and that is the demand of, of being here. We want to be in the Europa League, we want to do well in it, so that the facts are we've got to, we've got to produce performances Thursday, Sunday, Thursday, Sunday, for, for quite a big period when we come back as well after, after the international break. Alright, let's bring in William, who's a Rangers fan, and see what he made of the events at Ibrox yesterday. Hi William. Hello, Gordon, Hugh and Alec How's it going? Hi there I, I know bad uh, I've got a couple of points I wasn't lucky enough to go on a Thursday Gordon but for the Europe I can bring that point in after this one right? uh, it's about Tavernier right? we're captain my God we're bowling for £250,000 right? he's been the best buy in my opinion since Ali McCoy's the guy his own course I think for 20 goals this season right? 20 He's, uh, he's got over 100 assists, I believe, something like that, between 1,800 assists since he came to Rangers. Unbelievable. And I'm going to crank up the old firm, <laughs> the old firm heat here. With him and Barisic on each side of uh, our defence, they're going to have some job sloping the two guys, Gordon. Just want the guys' views on that. Yeah, I've seen Barisic the last couple of games. He's been a wee bit off the pace. I think leading up to them, he's been quite impressive. You know, he gets forward. Took a sore one yesterday, but by all accounts, it was like fine, an yeah. impact and yeah. it should be all right. Yeah, I think it was more of a knock. Gordon are coming together with, uh, I think it was Hilton at the, t- the time. But uh, I think, going back to James Tavernier, the, I think he's been here for a, what, three or four years now. And I think when you look at the the performances he's putting in at the moment, he's a driving force on that right-hand side. He, uh, his deliveries are very good and uh, I think he's really enjoying his football at the moment and uh, he'll be looking for that to continue because to score eight goals in eight games for a fullback and I, t- I take on board that a few of them are penalties but you know if you throw into the mix uh, his assists I think Barisic and, and Tavernier have got nine assists between them already this season so you know they're delivering and offering a lot uh, going forward There are ten 
Super scoreboard midweek shows Between <laughs> now and Celtic versus Rangers on October 17 William has officially kicked it all off By saying Barisic and Tavernier Oh, wait till you see them Against Celtic Now, uh, for the next 10 nights Starting tonight Everyone will come on and promise That this one or that one Is going to destroy Celtic Or destroy Rangers William, congratulations You are first in <laughs> Am <laughs> I back in, Gordon? Absolutely, absolutely. The floor is yours. Yeah, yeah. Well, well I thought I'd just start it. In. I thought I'd be first. Right? Quite right. It's about it's about the, the European thing, right? I'm going to congratulate both Rangers and Celtic here, right, for the coefficient. What, what they've officially done here, right, is is eliminate the pointless uh, qualifiers we need to get through. Hopefully, so that, that Europa League, we're in the Champions League. If the two years are lucky enough to finish first and second next year, right. And I've got a list here, Gordon Wright, at Ibrox since uh, who have no beaten us and who were beat. Wait, you hear this? Villarreal, Spartak Moscow, Rapid Vienna, Young Boys, Feyenoord, Porto, Braga, Mitchelland, Legia, Maribor and Galatasaray. Unbelievable. See, since Gerard's come in, my God, that, that, that is, that, it's, it's amazing. Well, I, I always refer to his European achievements and I'm now living in a social media wonderland with people who one even come on yesterday and said, "You're Stephen Gerard loving." <laughs> uh, so, but it's you know it, it it's me merely pointing out what William has pointed out. The statistical evidence there is overwhelming, terrific in Europe. Mm. William, I have to say this to you: it is terrific, and he deserves immense credit until. Steven Gerrard wins a domestic trophy He will always be doubted Thank you very much That was William in Stevenson Kicking us off on the Rangers side of things tonight It's 01419511025 Big breaking news Coming out of the SPFL tonight mm. Kilmarnock were due to play Falkirk Remember in the Betfred Cup tomorrow uh, There's been quite a big decision made On that game I'll tell you all about it next you are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Evans and Alex Ray are here. It's 0141-951-1025 to join in or Twitter at Clyde SSB. Big news coming out of the SPFL tonight. Kilmarnock is due to play a Betfred Cup tie against Falkirk tomorrow. It will not go ahead. And Falkirk have been awarded the match So the club's entire first team squad As you know um, from Friday night Was asked to self-isolate So Falkirk will be awarded a 3-0 win For this Betfred Cup Kilmarnock have issued a statement um, Saying that they approached the SPFL board Suggesting a series of alternative dates To play the match But this request was rejected The board have confirmed the punishment For not fulfilling the fixture Is the award of a 3-0 win to Falkirk FC The only way to fulfil the fixture On the original date Would have been to field a team consisting From our under 18 squad Um, No decision has been taken yet On the next game Which is Dunfermline next Tuesday We'll update supporters as soon as possible I don't think there's any way out Of the situation Other than the one that's been taken now Um, The SPFL board can't whether it's Kilmarnock or any other club Say uh, Well we'll try and fit you in in November Or maybe December They have week by week mm. Got to fulfil fixtures And there's still this matter of the Kilmarnock Motherwell game mm. That was scheduled for Friday night In the Premiership And did not take place We have to decide whether that is to be forfeited mm. as well By Kilmarnock But 
in order to do that you'd have to prove wrongdoing so they're, they're still under discussion on that one you know what we do best in this part of the world Alex we'll start sort of moaning yep. about you know consistency what about the Aberdeen 8 what about volleyball and golly and so on and so forth and but that's not me saying that's not legitimate what is worth bearing in mind though this is the Betfred Cup yep. this is not the league Definitely and if you remember last month the SPFL issued the following statement on the Betfred Cup last month if a club is unable or unwilling to field a team in a Betfred Cup round one group stage tie or fails to provide sufficient negative test results the club concerned will forfeit the match on the basis of a 3-0 defeat yeah. it seems harsh and you would obviously have sympathy for Kilmarnock because as far as we know they've not done anything wrong of course but at the same time that rule was in place last month yeah, for the Betfred Cup Yeah absolutely It's a, it's a different uh, competition And they have made up their mind A month in advance <laughs> It would be good to have, to get some sort of clarity Prior to the season starting And maybe put things in place for As you say Hugh League games Yeah. That if, if, because if we're starting off competitions You would like these things Stipulated prior to getting into A season But I, I totally understand Why they've cancelled it I do feel sorry for uh, Kamarnock If they have done no wrongdoing It's a harsh one But mm-hmm. the problem you have is Gordon Because of the nature of this uh, virus. If this goes about, you know, as we we think it will, squad to squad and things, there'll be other games, and this will be the punishment uh, dished out. Thinking the only the similar one down south, you we had this with was it late in Orient against Tottenham, against Tottenham yes. in, in their version of of this League Cup. So I guess um, that's where we're at, unfortunately. But Kilmarnock fans or anyone, because I know loads of kind of neutrals, if you like, will be interested. Give us your thoughts on that. Brian just says Falkirk were going to win the match anyway. <laughs> Brian's a big Falkirk fan. Yes. So he's, yeah. Uh, he's on Twitter Right um, We will get back to that We've got the transfer window So much going on Tonight Let's bring in Frank Who's in Springburn Hi Frank How are we doing guys? Not Good bad friend. How are you? Okay Yeah was it the, the first caller Was his name Eddie was it? Yes, yes Eddie, I think yeah. so Yeah Yeah well I agree with him I I, I think the, the anti-Scott Brown Brigade In this country Are an absolute disgrace And I refer to my own supporters I think they're a disgrace I think uh, I'm Scott Brown's Number one fan I think he should always play. Although I did think he that Sunday or yesterday was the right time to give him a rest because we were playing a team that we should be taking three or four goals off it. But that didn't materialise yesterday, and that's why we brought on because the rest of the players were doing hee haw. He was coming to get a sort of give a inspiration and get get a, a shout ball, shout ball at them. That's why he was born. If Celtic had played sparkling football yesterday in the first half and maybe won five nothing or something, I don't think Bruni would have come on the park. I don't, I don't think. Point. I don't think there was ever any intention of bringing Scott Brown onto the park. But he was brought on for that, for that specific reason to yeah, control the other players. Yeah, but at the start of the game, I don't think Neil Lennon had any intention of bringing Scott Brown on. He was getting a day off. You could see the close-up television pictures of him uh, relaxing. Uh, a soft drink in hand he, he was never coming on But Neil Lennon The clock ticked down And down And down And the prospect Of dropping Totally unexpected points Was getting higher And higher And that's why Brown had to come in And play his part Along with Let it be said Lee Griffiths And Patrick Clamalla The goal scorers I would, I would actually go as far As to say They had a bigger impact Than Scott Brown Hume, Because you know What they did You know you, you come, out, come on Griffiths has got a goal You know both of them Yeah absolutely Kalamala's goal was Absolutely tremendous Because he got halved in two His reaction And his finish Is great Because This is a guy That kind of splits Opinion as well You know There's been a few guys On Nah he's not good He's a fourth choice And things The way he's took his chance There was really impressive Here's the thing Frank About 
substitutions Because you can always spin it two ways Does yesterday show that Celtic shouldn't leave out Scott Brown? Or actually does it show that it was the right decision Because you can still bring him on and have the desired effect? Well as I say it all depends on the performance of the other players If he's known the park if they played really well and scored four or five goals, there would have been no need for them to come on the park. Uh, but I talk about Kamala. I thought Kamala's finish yesterday was superb, considering he was half in two, as Alex Ray says. I was absolutely shocked. I thought the, the referee let the St. Johnston players away with murder. I thought, was, I thought the, the, some of the challenges on Wee Frimpong were a disgrace. And I thought, by, what's his name, Big Davidson, should have been off the park. Uh, Scott, uh, Sky Sports highlighted uh, a, a, a challenge for Turnbull Which was a quite a, a, a wee, wee naughty one as well And he got booked I think for that as well mm, did, they, yeah. never, they, they didn't go back and show any of the other challenges Or wee film pong or anything I yeah. thought it was a disgrace And can I just make another point about the, the, new, the new guy that's coming in Yeah the left back Yeah, We'd imagine yeah. that's going to be done tonight Yes Diego yeah, Laxa well, well he looks absolute class What have you seen absolute of him? I'd never heard him, but I saw I watched him on YouTube, and I know everybody. Oh, come on, Hugh Evans looks good on YouTube. He's a very, he's, he's a really experienced player. Anyway, he looks like a good player. Anyway, yeah, he, he is that to be fair. Yeah, good pedigree, that's for sure. Twenty-seven-year-old, twenty-four yeah. Uruguay caps, uh, a twelve million move from from Genoa. Of course, not really in, in favour at, at Milan. Last played for. Torino So there are, there are elements of the CV Which would excite guys like Frank Of course But uh, we'll, we'll talk about what we do know about That was yesterday's game And I think um, Frimpong He's a tremendously exciting player But I do fear for him sometimes You know he's, I think the most fouled player In the, the Premiership uh, And uh, You know Referees will have to be careful with him uh, With regard to Patrick Clamalla I wonder if Neil Lennon Sometimes goes home at night And thinks Do you know what I should have played him against Ferns Barros. You know, Celtic played without. <laughs> he's back to he's on that Barros. can of worms again. Uh, well, I mean, if Celtic go out of the Champions League at the qualifying group stages, then it is a big can of worms. And they didn't play with a conventional striker that night. And I, having watched Patrick Clamalla yesterday, I just wonder if Neil Lennon thinks. Mm-hmm. Wish I'd played him against Ferns Barros now well, Let's hear a bit more from Neil Lennon While we've got uh, Frank on the line He says Lee Griffiths showed what he's all about With his late goal yesterday He says it's apparent Odson Edwards Distracted by transfer talk And hopes he'll settle down once the window closes I know what I've got with him You know, I was disappointed with the way he came back And then he picked up an injury So we've been patient with him He knows what I think of him as a player And that's Lee Griffiths in a nutshell But we, what we did do is Bojan started putting real quality into the box early and, you know, we were too passive for that in the first half and not enough quality. He was unlucky with the one Ryan put in a great ball, he was unlucky and then Hatem's put a great cross in and he's, he's buried the header. And that's what he does, you know, and we don't take that for granted with him. You know, it's a great start to the season for him really. Psychologically it's a, a massive boost for us. If we'd have drawn the game nil nil it wouldn't have been a massive disaster either. So you don't think about those things, you just keep going and um, you keep trusting the players and the ones who really made the impact with the substitutions today. You're not suffering your star striker, he looks as if he's in the second gear. Do you think he's got more gears to come? Uh, I think he's got about three or four more gears to come. And that's a question you need to ask him. Disappointed with his performance, but we know he's better, he needs to settle down and maybe after tomorrow we will Look I, I can't speculate on that But I think it's apparent It's been affecting him So I'm not going to put words in his mouth But you know He's a brilliant player And we're just not seeing the best At the minute So you know, hopefully when the window shuts He'll calm down and, and come good for us Frank what about the strikers then Eduard, Griffiths, Klamala, Ayeti sum, sum them all up How how do you, you view them at the moment? 
Yeah, I'm delighted to be all four of them. Um, I, I was delighted to... I'm, Griff, I'm a big, massive fan of uh, Griffith, and I was delighted for him yesterday to get the goal. Uh, I, I personally think against Rangers, or whatever they're called these days, I would uh, play a jetty. I think, it's still, I think it's still Rangers. Yeah, I would play a jetty if he's fit alongside Griffiths up front, because both of them are goal scorers, and I have Edward as the number 10. No, I don't see that at all. No? Uh, no, can't have that. Um, well, first of all, none of us know about Albion Ayeti's fitness, whether he's close yeah. or whether he has no chance of I, I think for the game. purposes of the discussion, though, we assume he's fit. I to see how you'd fit them in. If he's fit, well, Watson Edward is making a rod for his own back with his displays at the moment. If he undergoes a transformation after midnight because the window has closed, and he has to be a good boy until January, then okay. But the odds in Edward that Celtic are getting just now for the Rangers game, I wouldn't pick him. I think he's an absolute stick on, uh, just because of what he's done in the, in the previous uh, couple of years, and uh, he is the number one still. Uh, he, even though you mentioned some of the factors there, he's not playing particularly well. His head's turned, you know, he's he's feeling fatigued. To you, he still picks him as his number one. Now I know that Griffiths has just come back in, scored a goal. I wouldn't imagine he would start the game. Ayeti still got the hamstring injury, and Klamala, as I said, you know, Ayeti gets a lot of praise and rightly so for the goals, five goals so far. Klamala's got three, and he's not really going to get up and running really. Mm-hmm. Alright, thank you very much That was Frank in Springburn 0141 We're about to bring in Tam from Troon Let's hear a bit more from Gary McAllister Praising the way James Tavernier responded To his penalty woes last season um, Obviously this was speaking yesterday He says any signings that come in before the deadline Will need to be ready to impact the starting 11 Phenomenal from a fullback In all honesty um, Listen, there was that little period where he, where he missed a couple And, and the, the penalties went away from him But he's you know, I, I hit penalty kicks. I also miss penalty kicks. But James's uh, technique is superb. As second to none, he's, and then he's now regained that confidence to go and to go and put, that, put his laces through. It's he's a wonderful technique and one of the best penalty kick takers I've seen. Very impressed. Listen, a place like this, you know, we're, we're continually looking to improve and try to get better. And if something happens, you know, for, for the positive, that, that's good. And we, we just got to wait and see what happens. Does it have to be somebody that can come in and really go straight into the start? The living there's plenty of competition there, but you don't really need another another body. It's going to have to. Be, uh, have yeah, a... I would, I would, I would. I think that's a good point. I would agree with that. It's, it's. Uh, I don't, I don't think if if there was anything going to happen, it would, it would have to be a player that. that Close to right into the first team. Right, Tam is in Trun. Tam, we head into this international break. The transfer window's uh, about to close. Where are Rangers at at the moment? What have you made of them? Hi there, lads. How you doing? Good, Tam. Hi, how you doing? I'm a first time caller, guys. So, um, Great to have yeah, you. Thanks for having me on. Not a problem. Any time. What made you call tonight then? Um, I just wanted to say, guys, um, I'm very, very, very confident going into the, the Celtic versus Rangers game. Um, that's the best we've been in years, to be honest with you. Um, I mean, I don't know about you guys. I'm, I'm quite confident that Rangers are going to get the victory. Uh, I would especially like to get Hugh Keevans' opinion on it. Um, uh, see, you're a day late. You're a day late. I gave my opinion yesterday. Where were you? 
I never heard this. That's all right. You can repeat it for you, don't you right, worry, Tom. Okay, I, I took Rangers to win the match. It's the earliest we've ever had match predictions, I think. Prediction, this is yeah. going to be some two weeks, this. Right? I told you, I don't have much time left. I need to get all out. <laughs> <laughs> I think it, I think it kind of makes for a very good game. You know, Rangers are in some good form at the moment. Celtic are grinding out results as well. But we always go back to that old adage where it's, you know, on the day type thing because the two of them are capable oh. of very good performance. Even if you go back to yesterday's performance for both of them, they were not uh, at full throttle and they were kind of huffing and puffing at times and uh, it's who, who who turns up on the day. And what's interesting about th- that used to be true, Alex. Then it became a bit of a worn out cliche because in the last few years, Celtic were always the team in form, really. Yeah. And then obviously there have been, and under Stephen Gerrard, Rangers have chipped away at it and got yeah. some good results. Um but if you, if you think back You know Way back Sort of yeah. at, at your time or whatever, that, yeah. that genuinely did happen Where one team could be flying And the other one Could could cause a shock And, and yeah. vice versa What's interesting about this one As well Hugh You can't ignore it It's, it's not for another two weeks And uh-huh. they don't play again And I, ha- I think the inter- Sorry, And half on. the squads Are Absolutely. going to go away On international break They yeah. might come back injured If they don't come back injured They might come back knackered Because they could play The, th- the Wednesday listen, night Or whatever it may be It doesn't matter Well it does it, though No 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 It doesn't matter to the fans Fans will read about it, hear about it, but they don't care. No, but, but the thing but is, it, it, it's, it's all right. It's all right to say that. But what I'm saying is, any confidence that comes from either side surely will be dented if Borna Barisic, Alfredo Morelos, yeah. and Steve Davis don't return in full fitness from international duty, or I, same on the other side. I accept that. However, what excites people here more than Scotland playing Israel, more than Nations League. Ties They can't wait for October 17 It's all that matters And therefore William kicked it off And as I said We've got 10 of these Super Scoreboard programmes To come before Celtic play Rangers And Tam or William Or anybody else Is going to threaten This, that and the other Will happen And that's why I laugh You know Tam wanted to see What I said about Celtic and Rangers For reasons of his own And I've told him Because What's the What's the problem if somebody asks me who won a football match, I'll tell you. And then people will say, he's the worst tipster in the world. Well, why did you ask him? Gordon, I think you you, you touched on it about the international uh, setup. I think it is a factor. You, you you said, going back in recent years, you know, up until Stephen Gerrard came, it was actually a canter for Celtic. And partly the problem was for Rangers, they didn't have any internationals in their team. So now, I think there's 11 and then three under 21. So there's 14 yeah. representing Scotland, well, their, their countries. So you factor all that in And then it starts to make a wee bit You think, oh good there's, there's a game on here That's the reason why you've got guys Two weeks uh, before the, the, the kick-off yeah. Are now coming on and going We're going mm. to win uh, Tam, we just heard from Gary McAllister there Full of praise for the captain James Tavernier His penalties in particular What are you making of him this season? I think he's he's, he's Honestly, he's, he's um, in a great runner for him at the moment I think he's uh, probably player of the month if, if, if you were to go down that road You know I mean The guy's a wing back And he's scoring all sorts of goals Albeit they're from set pieces But I think Just touching on what you said there Hugh, I wasn't trying to catch you out or anything I was just I've got the utmost respect for you Are you deflated um, Are you deflated though With my track record That I have chosen Rangers <laughs> No no not at all Hugh I'm, I'm uh, just because he usually gets it wrong, Tam. Tam that's the guy shouting at the tranny and who's saying, "Oh no, please go for Celtic." He usually gets it wrong, Tam. That's all it is. Yeah. Uh, on on James Tavernier, Alex. What is the difference this season? Then, what? Why is why is he been better? Why is he improved? 
Gordon, it just seems to be coming together for him. You know, he's scoring goals, he's getting assists, and he is bombing up and down the flanks. Now, if you were playing directly against him as a left-sided player for the opposition, it must be brutal. It's just because of the way that Rangers play. One of the callers earlier on says about, uh, you know, Barisic on the other side. They're so expansive with their wing-backs. They get the protection for the two midfielders and allows them to bomb forward. And it's a theme and, and it suits his game. Do you and, think and he or anyone else in the league for that matter? But just because we're talking about him and, and the, obviously the pressures that come with being a Rangers player and a Rangers captain, what impact do you think no crowds is having? It, it, could, be a, it could be a factor, Gordon, because uh, I was at the game yesterday. And uh, you know you're one 0 up, and obviously Ross County have a couple of really good opportunities now. What I know from experience is there's going to be fifty thousand people grumbling and moaning, and they're desperate for that second goal. And you can feel it, and you can sense it uh, as as a player. So this may well be suiting them, mm-hmm. uh, you know, to to play in that way. But one thing you can guarantee is he's putting a level of performance. And going back to what Tam says about player in the month, they won it last year for yeah. for the league. So uh, last month, yeah, yeah. Uh, Tam, first time we've had the pleasure of speaking to you. Will you give us a call back sometime? I certainly will guys And can I just say One thing just to finish off Go for it was, um, Regarding oh, This goes against the grain But It was great to see The wee fella up front For Celtic score From a Scotland point of view mm-hmm. um, Griffiths Yeah well, um, So I'll... wishing him All the best All his troubles That he's had You know And From a Rangers man that That's It's good to see You know Look at that Tam's polite and He can definitely come back Tam <laughs> Absolutely Tam, I'm yeah. going to phone Tam you back Tam And Steve Clark Must be uh, echoing those words of A last Tam. minute call up Would you drag him along to Hamden Just in case On Absolutely. Thursday well, Absolutely I, I Can it think, be done I don't think UEFA rules Would permit that oh, I think. I don't know Yeah you can surely call people up Once Surely Once your squad is declared That's you I think No because you always get people Drop out don't you And then you call up replacements Well if, um, if that's possible then I would take him along Thank you very much Tam Hopefully we will Speak to you soon Now you'll remember A couple of weeks ago Stephen Gerrard got a notice of complaint For comments made About a referee If you also remember There was a fairly controversial match Between Motherwell and Rangers At Fir Park a couple of weeks ago And the SFA are not happy With comments made about the referee On that day I'll give you the details next 0141-951-1025 This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Keevans is in the building Alex Ray is alongside him And to be quite honest It is all happening We've got games from the weekend to look back on It's transfer deadline day We have a massive Scotland game in a few days time We have Kilmarnock being... Um, forbidden to reschedule their Betfred Cup match Falkirk have been awarded the 3-0 win And we've got a good old fashioned notice of complaint oh. Hugh, How have you not been given one of them well, yet? I think that would just be Icing the, on, the, the, icing case, on yes. the cake That would finish That would top off my career If I could get an SFA notice of complaint And appear at Hamden in front of the disciplinary body Well here we go Motherwell's director Andrew Wilson And, mm. and by the way I'm Sure that'll be a new name to a lot of people But Motherwell Director Andrew Wilson Has been charged by the Scottish FA Under Rule 72 For comments made about Bobby Madden On Twitter Following the 5-1 defeat to Rangers Now you'll remember This is the same rule uh, Which Stephen Gerrard got his notice of complaint for Remember the whole Oh it would have been interesting to see If the shoe had been on the other foot With Alfredo Morelos We dined out on that for a, a couple of hours on the show It's the same rule um, Neil Lennon, Stevie Clark, Craig Levine They've all been done for it in the past So the Motherwell director Andrew Wilson was on Twitter that day um, Remember Rangers got two penalties Motherwell felt they should have had one With the, the push in the back for Alan Campbell So um, there are a couple of tweets Farcical decision by Bobby Madden Two pens to Rangers, neither strong But the second's ludicrous 
Two clear penalties denied For us Was ever thus um, Looks like two penalty denials There from Motherwell Campbell bars Dover Then Watt taken at the ankle um, Remember the rule is You're not allowed to Imply bias uh-huh. So I'm not really sure Or, if, or incompetent I'm not really sure Either of those would, would cross a line I believe there was a reply To another tweet um, Talking about he Perhaps Bobby Madden Being the most Um no, hold on. I'm not, not sure I've got the wording right on that one. But those are the two tweets that I can see at the moment. Do, I did have a not case to know, answer? I did not know that what an individual posted on Twitter uh, automatically came under the jurisdiction. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, if, you're, if you're a club official, a player, anything like that. Well, yeah. you're, uh, actually, you're, you're actually warned by your, your press guys about what you can say and what you can't say in, here. In, on, on in that case, he's on shaky ground, I think. Uh, I don't think that Stephen Gerrard. Uh, is on shaky ground In my Non-legal Opinion uh, I think that What he said Was a cleverly Constructed sentence We're back to the Stephen Gerrard loving Press play and record um, <laughs> I, I, I think that What he said about It would be interesting To see uh, Removes him from Any accusations Of making a direct Allegation against the referee However With regard to The Motherwell director I think If you're calling things Ludicrous Etc etc well, To be fair though That doesn't imply bias For instance right, but five, it, might, uh, it might imply um, incompetence though Yeah but people tend to complain About refereeing decisions Don't they it's, it's usually It's usually the bias bit Is the bit that gets you in bother Well The, the rule though says Bias or incompetence So He may have a problem on his hands And it may be uh, a salutary lesson to directors Not only of Motherwell But every other club Do not tweet your disgust At the non-award of a penalty And incidentally I said at the time That the penalty uh, Was without doubt for me A, a penalty You know that, that It's clear as day That uh, Campbell is pushed to the ground Will that get me a notice of complaint? <laughs> Uh, yeah, Alex. The, no one yeah. is safe from from the rules. Um, yeah. Club directors on Twitter. Yeah. It's, it's, it's so for, listen, for me, it's going a little too far. As long as it's not too kind of serious, Gordon. It doesn't seem that way. But you know, they are open to getting anyone who are critical of their officials, and you have to try carefully. Uh, what about transfer deadline day? Hugh, remember this used to be the day, and oh, all yeah. the reporters would stand outside grounds. They would get all sorts of. Interesting objects Shoved in their ears um, It's a family show We can't go into any details um, There would be great excitement And you know, waiting to see what, what would happen It looks like it's going to be Quite calm Diego Laxalt We'd fully expect him To join on loan From AC Milan to Celtic He goes into that Left side of the pitch Whether it be yeah. Back up for Greg Taylor Instead of Greg Taylor We'll find out As for Rangers Bongani Zungu Looks like he may Come on loan from Amiens Um Jack Aitchison Celtic's youngest ever goal scorer He's a great piece of trivia yeah. um, He's gone to Barnsley On a three well, year deal You know Celtic and Rangers Can afford to indulge themselves In the, the last day of the transfer window uh, They can even afford the luxury of Rejecting big money If they don't want to sell A Morelos or an Edward But at a time when Our clubs Our premiership clubs Are looking for A government handout In order to survive then it's no surprise that the transfer window is very quiet from their regard. And another one I'm really interested in, you St Mirren fans, what do you make of the sale of your skipper Kyle McGuinness? He's gone to Hibs on a five-year deal. A very strong worded statement from the club. It's got all the fans reacting, so why not get in touch and let us know what you make of that. Let's do this first though. 
Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the scottishsun.co.uk slash football. There's always something good about Monday night's Beat the Pundit. That's when you've got a clean slate, a fresh batch of optimism in the air. We don't know how it'll go for the rest of the week, but let's see how we get on tonight. It's your chance to beat the pundit. You come on here, answer as many questions right as you can, and if it's more than Hugh or Alex, you win a sign ball It is that simple You need to be quick off the mark though Because the lines close at 7 o'clock So give us a call right now And your chance to beat the pundit is next Tackle the headlines 01419511025 Played one super scoreboard Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray here on a Monday night It's 01419511025 to join in Looking back on yesterday's results Giving us your last minute wish list for the transfer window Or perhaps reacting uh, to the big news tonight That Kilmarnock's game against Falkirk in the Betfred Cup tomorrow is off And Falkirk have been awarded a 3-0 victory Kilmarnock unable to field a team due to coronavirus restrictions So get in touch with the guys Let them know what's on your mind uh, Keen to hear from some fans about the various transfer stories as well St Mirren fans What about Kyle McGuinness uh, going to Hibs I know there's a lot of opinion flying about on that one So let's hear it We'll do this first Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk slash football See the thing about Beat the Pundit It's just like football Hugh You never know what you're going to get Are you two going to put in routine Victories, even if you're below your best, you know, like Celtic and Rangers yesterday, just get the job done. Or are you going to find that you're up against an Aston Villa on the line or a Tottenham Hotspur? You just never know what to expect. On a Monday with Alec, uh, we can normally expect that either he or I will plummet. It was some day in the, the English Premier League yesterday, Remarkable. wasn't it? Just on that. I, I, no one could actually foresee that that actually happened. It no. was bizarre. <laughs> um, the reason I bring it up is that reruns are being shown in the TV in front of us and a Going to watch it for a second time Just to make sure it actually happened Hugh I, I, I think there were elements of A fluke About what happened at Aston Villa oh, 7-2 behave. You can't nah, fluke a 7-2 Yeah you can When you get Wild deflections Such as ah, they got God, but, It's a hard man to please But Man, uh, man United got what they deserve For cheating Brighton <laughs> He said bitter about that From a few weeks ago Right Sending off his desperate uh, Let's bring Oh Lamella Ridiculous no, Terrible Right let's bring, let's bring in Jamie uh, Who's calling in from West Lothian tonight Hi Jamie How's it going? Not too bad at all How are you? Are you well? Aye always good Always good Have you ever played Beat the Pundit before Jamie? No first time Oh right okay Listen don't let the first time nerves get to you That's easier <laughs> said than done Granted But we've had a few Jamie the, the pressure goes They can hear the clock They freeze They get through three questions And it gets us nowhere So promise me one thing You'll Pass, Pass quickly That's it Yes Jamie's listened before Brilliant Right We'll toss the coin If it's heads uh, It'll be Hugh And if it's tails It's Alex And it's tails Alex Ray against Jamie In West Lothian Jamie knows the rules already I Don't even need to tell him But what I will do Alex Is give you something else To listen to Nice and loud So that he can't hear you Jamie 30 seconds on the clock You know the drill Pass quickly And we'll get through as many As we yep. can alright Yeah. Good man your chance to beat the pundit starts now. In what year was the Scottish Cup final last played away from Hamden? Pass. Who scored Celtic's second goal yesterday? Clamala. Uh, Which club won three European Cups between 89 and 94? AC Milan. Who left Rangers for Everton in January 2012? Uh, Pass. Who beat Hamilton on Friday? 
Aberdeen. Okay, let's bring Alex back. Alex, can you hear us? Yes. Same set of questions to you. You ready? I am. 30 seconds on the clock. Your time starts now. In what year was the Scottish Cup final last played away from Hamden? 2014. Who scored Celtic's second goal yesterday? Uh, that would have been Kamala. Which club won three European Cups between 1989 and 1994? Milan. AC Milan. Who left Rangers for Everton in January 2012? Everton. Uh, Naismith. Which side beat Hamilton on Friday? Uh, Hibs. Who scored a hat trick for Aston Villa yesterday? Uh, Watkins. Okay. <laughs> Jamie, how do you think it went? Do you know what Jamie I've got a feel. I think you knew the answer to number 4 And I just don't think you could get it out I think the name was on the tip of your tongue You were closer than Alex I'll tell you that And what year was the Scottish Cup final It was What year was the Scottish Cup final Last played away from Hamden It was 2014 Well done Is that a guess Absolutely. you're joking I hate to see that Jamie Because he's an educated guess Here's for future reference Here's a way to always remember it the Commonwealth Games were at Hamden That's right So the game had to be played at Celtic Park Glasgow 2014 Right so 1-0 to Alex Who scored Celtic second? It was Clamalla Well done Jamie But Alex got it as well uh, Did you guess the third one as well? AC Milan? No because I remember that famous team Right okay you got AC, it yeah, Maldini, you, no. you got it right So did Jamie 3-2 It's a good match at this point Who left Rangers for Everton In January 2012? Jamie I could I could sense it I knew you were trying to say Jelovic but you just couldn't, right. you just couldn't remember his name. But Alex got it wrong as well. Um, which side defeated Hamilton on Friday? It was Hibbs, and I'm afraid that means he pulls away. He even he wasn't sure of himself, Jamie. We heard it, but Watkins is right. Thanks very much. You kind of said Watkins. Well, I was thinking Marley what, Watkins. No, no, it wasn't Marley. So I'm glad you didn't say yeah. that. It was Ollie. Ollie. Um, well, it's Ollie Watkins. Yep. There we go. And you see, that's the thing, Jamie. You would have known that. You didn't get that far though. So it was a two for you, and a five for Alex. Jamie, good enough to come back yep. for a second time. I think. Oh, well done. Good man, that was Jamie in West Lothian Is that easy? Or something like that Your chance to beat the pundit back tomorrow night I, Things I never thought I would see Was that a Bruni celebration I just saw Alex Ray doing the show? <laughs> I, I, that, that is a sentence I never thought I would say <laughs> I was copying Hugh every time he gets a right, result okay. he gets that uh, 01419511025 to get involved on the phones tonight Remember um, I was hoping we'd have some breaking transfer news We don't really have that at the moment uh, Still time left The breaking news we do have tonight though Is that Kilmarnock confirmed the Betfred Cup clash with Falkirk Will not go ahead tomorrow And Falkirk have been awarded the game Now Kilmarnock can't field a team Because the first team squad's been advised to self-isolate um, They wanted the game to be rescheduled But the SPFL have said no And Falkirk are given a 3-0 win William is in Dorset What do you make of that William? I'm, I'm absolutely disgusted, guys. The fact that Commander can they get a chance to go to my shields. They, they, they offered that under 18 side, it should be in their hands. No, it, it, actually, it shouldn't be in their hands. It should be in the hands of the, uh, both the governing body and the medical people because you, you can't have people who have not been in the, the bubble. Uh, suddenly emerging to play against Falkirk Well to be fair uh, From my understanding that there, there have been Youth team players at Kilmarnock Who were tested in, in the previous days Now I don't know the specifics Because we know that we've got this incubation period And maybe they weren't in the initial bubble And all the rest of it So I wouldn't want to Go all Jason Leach on you And, no, and commit on on that but the other, one But the other point that's my be, understanding The other point to be made Is that We need to get this season completed 
And that means that we can't say, well, look, we could try and have Kilmarnock and Falkirk sometime in November or, or maybe even December. The, the SPFL and the SFA can't have their season run like that if you can't do it now I'm sorry for what it's worth William just just to, to kind of clear up a couple of things if you read Kilmarnock's statement their their solution wasn't to play it with under 18s players their solution was actually to reschedule. move the, to, to reschedule it because they say that we approached the board suggesting a series of alternative dates to play the match but this request was rejected so so one on that then right and this is just a wee, a wee whole argument there mm-hmm. Why are Celtic and Aberdeen allowed to fulfil their fixtures, right, when they, they've offered up Yeah, team? the answer that, to that... That's, that's the issue. Yeah, well... They, you know I mean, and it's, it's it, to me, right, and I, I, don't, I don't like saying this very often, but it sounds like cheating to me, and that's, you know what I mean? But, but, but that's the thing, when you say cheating, what, so there's, a, there's a, an anti-Kilmarnock agenda at play? I don't know about anti-Kilmarnock, but I think they're, they're, they're blinkered. Just want to get the season finished. But what, what's, as Hugh just said there, what's blinkered about that? Well, of course, it's they can't just so go. We want the season finished, and that's it. Well, well you if you mean? don't finish the season, there are serious implications, and we don't know where the pandemic is taking us. Nicholas Sturgeon has said there'll be possibility of further lockdown restrictions tomorrow. We don't know where we are on a day-to-day basis with this. Uh, William, just to answer your question, and by the way, this doesn't mean you have to. You know, like the answer, or, or you know, agree with it necessarily. But but there is a difference. You asked, what's the difference between the Aberdeen and Celtic games and this one? There's a couple of things. Well, first of all, let's be honest. The government stepped in and cancelled those games, if you remember. And secondly, they were Premiership fixtures. Now, unfortunately, and you can criticise this if you want. We we don't have a kind of set rule in place. I don't think for. The Premiership But the Betfred Cup Actually does William The Betfred Cup The SPFL issued a statement On this last month To say that if a club Cannot fulfil its fixture In the Betfred Cup It will forfeit the game Is that not exactly What's happening? Aye Aye hey, I've just got one One other point guys Go So Hugh I was, I was driving down For Scotland yesterday Back down to Dorset And I listened to your Old forum uh, Over the decades Yeah I thought it was outstanding Oh, thank you. Honestly, I thought it was unbelievable to get a guy like Ian Durant and Peter, or guys like Ian Durant and Peter Grant sitting, uh, having a wee chat, talking about the good times, and Mark Haley and Simon Donnelly talking very frankly. I thought I thought it was amazing. It's one of the best podcasts I've ever listened to. You're a very kind man. Thank you. Hi, praise well, William. You're welcome. You, how old are you, William? If you don't mind me asking, because I'm just I'm seeing a lot of guys enjoying the sort of trip down memory lane. But even if you weren't around then, you might learn something new. Well, I'm, I'm 39. Yeah. Well therefore uh, On the day That Simon Donnelly Was talking about When uh, Celtic stopped Rangers from getting 10 yeah. in a row yeah. uh, You'd be a young man then um, I was I And I was heartbroken That day I was heartbroken that day But I just hope Rangers Can date to Celtic mm. This season Well uh, That remains to be seen um, But I'll, I'll never forget Going that day As part of the Super scoreboard team At Celtic Park and I, I said, as you recall, on the podcast, William, there were people physically trembling with anxiety before the game started. See, this is this is the thing. You don't don't take my word for it, or don't take Hugh's word for it. Take William's word for it. William in Dorset, he's been listening to the Super Scoreboard Old Firm through the decades. It's the new podcast series out now. Uh, Hugh's been in charge of it in the latest episode. It was the 90s, so he's gone right through 60s, 70s, 80s, some brilliant guests from both sides. 
The latest one was Mark Haightley and Simon Donnelly discussing the 90s, as William quite rightly says. Um, just to give you a bit of a flavour, this was Mark Haightley revealing the biggest regret of his footballing career. Probably the worst decision I ever made, I think, as a, as a, as a, as a player. Um, right? And I just had a, an operation on my ankle and my knee at the same time. Um, and I was probably 10 days into it, and it needed to be six, six to eight weeks um, just to tidy up. And then QPR just came in and offered uh, a million and a half quid for a 35-year-old, um, which to the chairman sounded good business. Uh, so there we go. You can find that on the Radio Clyde app, on the website, or wherever else you listen to your podcasts. That's the Super School Board old firm through the decades. William has been keeping him company on his drives. Maybe it can do the same for you. William, good to hear you got safely back to Dorset. Thanks for calling us. Hopefully we'll speak to you soon. Yes, thank you very much, guys. Good man. That was well. It's a strange seeing we get praise for Hugh Keevans. It just always makes me feel a bit uneasy, just like because it doesn't happen very often. Not that you don't deserve it. Thank you very much. But the, that, that was Mark Hately saying that, that leaving Rangers was the worst decision of his life. Uh, and, you know, he and Simon Donnelly, very frank. I think one of the things that struck me as well, Hugh, having been retired and being about Celtic players who you've kind of been about over the years the mm. mutual respect that they have for each other oh, you yeah. know you see it all the time you know what charity does we play football every week against each other very good yeah right it's 01419511025 to join in on the phones um, lots of anger and accusation on Twitter um, about the decision to award that game tomorrow to Falkirk uh, Ryan uh, Holroyd is on It's a disgrace The question is What will they do If a team needs to isolate For the final um, Rangers Bants Would this happen if In the final If it was Rangers v Celtic No it wouldn't um, the, I'm thinking back To that statement From the SPFL It was As far as I can remember Specific to the round one To the group stages Yeah. So we're, we're not worrying yet About the final But the statement was quite clear And I, I do want to repeat That Hugh the, the sort of disclaimer as well. We don't have to agree with it but we have had all summer people saying we need to know where we stand. Let's at least put some rules in place. Last month it was announced if a club cannot fulfil a Betfred Cup group stage fixture, it would be forfeited. So don't have to agree, but we can't be surprised. We're always looking for a fix here. Uh, it's cheating. It's a fix. It's this. It's that. The other. It was in the rules, and Kilmarnock could not fulfil the fixture. It's regrettable, but. We have got a season unlike any other on our hands here And we don't know, I repeat, where we are going on a day-by-day basis with this pandemic So the football authorities have to get each week taken care of The fixtures that are scheduled for this week must take place this week They can't think Mm. up some date in the near future in case further problems arise I think just for our own sanity, right? If we're going to navigate our way through this, Alex we, We do need to at least be... Clear because I'm I'm looking at Twitter and everyone is saying, well, what about Celtic and Aberdeen? Yep. We need to remember the government stepped in with the Celtic and Aberdeen yep. games. At no point did Celtic say we cannot fulfil the fixture, and at no point, even minus the eight players, yep. at no point yeah. did Aberdeen say we cannot fulfil the same fixture. And, I know, and, and that's the difference, Gordon. I know the way this city works. I know we're desperate to make them out to be the same thing, but they're not. No, absolutely. It's, uh, the government stepped in and made that decision. If hindsight you would look back and go They should have been a bit stronger You know because uh, it looks now as if Will they do that again You look at other aspects out with Where people have stepped out of line And there hasn't been a similar punishment So there has been the issues Gordon And uh, I would like the You know 
what is the actual stance from the gov- the SPFL and the SFA if teams can't do that? Did they forfeit it? In the league? Yep. See, that's the thing. We're, we're, mm. we're two months, just over two months into the season, and we're standing here not knowing if that yeah. presents itself where we are. Well, we're, I guess we will find out at least something because we, we haven't had a decision yet on the Kilmarnock Motherwell game from, from Friday. An investigation going on to discover. Um, if there was any sort of wrongdoing on behalf of a bit of clarity of wouldn't go amiss from that aspect, Gordon. I suppose what's is it worth bearing in mind to you as well? The nature of a group stage cup game is you you're limited to what dates you can yeah. kind of rearrange. Whereas there might and there's not a lot of flexibility this season, but there might be a bit more than there would be in a, a group stage of a cup competition. Yeah, but I repeat, time is of the essence here. Alex talking about put things in place. The nightmare scenario. Is that this season cannot finish And therefore What happens Do you call The championship Do you Declare the season Null and void This is the one with Ten in a row well, there's, a, there's a phrase I've not heard in a few months You yeah. just took me back So The We are Presently working on that one I mean twice The SPFL board Have asked for the powers From the members To Decide what happens If the season has to be curtailed because of the pandemic And twice they've been told the no. clubs, The clubs do not have the faith in the board here That's the reason why they yeah. want to I've yeah. said in time If they would have put in place a mechanism and, and just took each individual league, Gordon Give them three scenarios Whether they played 60% of the games Option A 70%, 80% Who has the strongest If it's six or seven teams go for 70 plus percent Has to be carried out Or it's called null mm-hmm. and void then you know before this season starts where you go because they're not giving it to the governing body. Let's just hope, cross our fingers and hope we get the season finished. Correct. I'm an eternal optimist. I'm hopeful we'll get the, the, the Premiership season finished at least. Um, looking forward to the lower league starting as well. Uh, St Mirren have confirmed the signing of Rangers centre-half Daniel Finlayson, one of the youngsters at Rangers yeah, on loan. I think he was over on, on uh, Until the end of the season. He's got an option to buy, actually, uh, for an undisclosed fee after that. Um, the biggest domestic transfer we've got, actually, is from St Mirren to Hibs. Yep. Uh, Kyle McGuinness, St Mirren's captain, has moved to Hibs on a five-year deal. And a very strongly worded statement from St Mirren. They seem to... Um, I've seen it suggested that they've thrown the player under the bus But I'll tell you the statement after this And you can decide uh, St Mirren fans, get in touch What do you make of that transfer? Taking your calls on Scottish football 0141 951 1025 This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray are here It's time for them to tackle this full-time teaser Before we take a look at some of the transfer stories Doing the rounds today And of course, still plenty of time for you to look back on the results for Celtic and Rangers yesterday Let me get the teaser up and running I like this, right? Because this just shows you That the inspiration for the teaser can come from anywhere uh-huh. Jerry and Erskine has come up with this question Because he had one of these guys in his taxi last night That's it. That, That's <laughs> the basis for the question Which is good enough for me So you don't have to come across them in that way No matter the inspiration, where it comes from Full time at Clyde One. If you think you've got a good question Send it in I'll put it to the pundits And we'll see how they get on So The taxi driver Jerry says this Since 2000 Nine players Have played for Rangers And Blackburn It's that simple No thinking outside the box required Ferguson Since 2000 Nine Rangers players have played for Blackburn as well Ferguson Barry Ferguson Amoroso Yes Yes. That's who was in the taxi Amo Yes 
Big ammo aye Was with him yesterday He was in good form Christian Daly well, That's a good start We'll leave it there Barry Ferguson Lorenzo Amoruso Christian Daly Three down And six to go We're about to speak to Brian Who is a Rangers fan In Bishop Briggs uh, Let's just take a look At this story I'm hoping some St Mirren fans Will tweet us Or phone us Their thoughts on this Hibs confirmed The signing of St Mirren Captain Kyle McGuinness On a five year deal uh, Several bids rejected The Edinburgh club Finally getting their man It does reunite Jack Ross With McGuinness Who the manager gave McGuinness his debut um, During his time in Paisley um, St Mirren have issued a statement though To say the club's been working for over a year On a new deal for Kyle Offered him a four year deal on improved terms However it became increasingly clear Kyle saw his future away from St Mirren After the initial approaches from Hibs Kyle made it clear to the club his desire to move With this in mind We made a difficult decision to accept the offer And allow Kyle to make his move Well first of all Kyle It's his prerogative if he wants to go And Hibs are a bigger club Than St Mirren Sorry people in Paisley But that's just a fact of life Hibs are a bigger club Five year deal In this day and age Is a terrific piece of security For Kyle McGuinness uh, I can understand why He has gone there And to be reunited With someone With whom he has A very close rapport Jack Ross uh, I don't see the need For St Mirren To bid the player farewell By revealing Internal matters at the club uh, They did get a fee It's not as if uh, You know Hibs have stolen the player Through underhand means They've paid the money And he's gone uh, So I don't quite understand The need to Make private business Public property Yeah well listen Having worked here They do great work Gordon They develop their players And I think it's well known That they are a selling club So for me, that would just been great for him to say we wish him well. You know, unfortunately, we would like to work with him longer, but you know, he's he's we move on and wish him all the best. So, I didn't quite say it right with me either about you know the, the revealing something that we've offered them a contract and and so forth. It just if you're suggesting the player um, was less than courteous to St Mirren, that's unfair. You know, movement in football is commonplace, and if you get the chance to go to a bigger club, and I repeat, a five-year contract. At this particular time When the future is so uncertain Is terrific security For someone who played over a hundred times For St Mirren anyway uh, So He has exercised His prerogative And he's changed employer Good signing for Hibs Yeah absolutely uh, I brought him into the first team squad as well Gordon He was just kind of come in before I left And uh, you could see good attributes Strong Good set plays Diligent Got about his business quite well But they could quite easily have kept him for the year and they would have got a development fee or they would have went to a tribunal similar to Lewis Ferguson. I don't because we don't know what the, the fee is uh, that Hibs have paid, but they had the option to keep him. Here's what Jim Goodwin had to say always frustrated to lose your best players. You know, any manager out there will tell you you don't want to lose your best players. And, um, you know, I, I, I was led to believe early on in the week that we were knocking back bids and we were going to hold on to him, but um, something happened. Overnight, obviously, another bid came in. The board felt it was too uh, good to turn down, and um, you know, Kyle is now a Hibs player, unfortunately. But you know, that's football. Sometimes things happen out with your control, and you've just got to deal with it. It wasn't ideal the morning of the game, but um, you know, that's the way it goes. Hopefully, we'll get that money uh, back into the budget, and we'll be able to reinvest it in the team. Wonder if Jim Goodwin's a bit frustrated, personnel-wise, Alex, because of course, you know, injuries can happen, and 
People don't are not always available I noticed on the bench At Pataudry On Friday night Three outfield players Bearing yeah. in mind We're in a A five sub age You know where you can name Even more um, St Mirren had a goalie And three Just three outfield yeah. subs on the, on the bench Yeah and it's tough times for Jim He's obviously lost Lost one of his best players there And uh, they've obviously Bought the boy in from Rangers uh, Which gives him another body But he Didn't use any of them either By the way No I know And uh, <laughs> you have to Look at how well they were playing up at Pataudry, doing great, you know, very much in the game. And to concede a late goal to the boy Ferguson's a body blow for them because they're on a really difficult run at the moment. There are only two things. Aberdeen were fortunate to get all three points against St Mirren. St Mirren played very, very well. Jim Goodman has to take that as a positive. And secondly, I, I, would, let, I would like to think it would drive a wedge between the manager uh, and the chairman at the club or, or Tony Fitzpatrick. Uh, so he's got things to do with St Mirren He has to let this Kyle McGuinness matter fade away now Because the player did what any player would do He's gone to a bigger club for more money uh, 01419511025 on the phones At Clyde SSB on Twitter Let's speak to Brian who's in Bishop Briggs Hi Brian Hi there, how you doing guys? First time caller Great to have you on board What made you call tonight? Um, so basically I was just wondering if I could get um, your opinion on the likes of Conor Goldson When it comes to the, like, uh, like up to the old firm, if you know what I mean Like the physicality of it Because, I mean, I know previously he's done a few blunders Like especially one one game that comes to mind And I know it was last season But the game at, the game at Hamilton uh, when they beat us 1-0 And I remember being there And when uh, just, just the mistakes he makes, I don't really know Because I know that every single time he has won that ball I'm nervous. Not, I mean, every other Rangers player can bond the ball, taking it round, uh, taking it round the, the whole park, and like I, I feel at ease. When it comes to Goldson, I just still feel as if he's, he's really shaky. Is, he, is, is, he, is he still that way, Brian? Because I know we, I used to get calls like this regularly, um, but I feel like we've had a lot of praise for Conor Goldson this season. Well, I mean, I especially, especially him and Tav, I feel as if they're kind of that they're finding a bit of a rhythm. But I, I just don't. I just don't know what it is. I feel as if, especially when we meet uh, Celtic and Old Firm in a couple of weeks' time, I right. think that the, I think that the physicality side of it, especially with the likes of um, the, the new signing that that Shane Duffy, Shane Duffy. I, I mean, when it comes to they two together, I don't know if he'll be able to, he'll be up to the task. I, I think maybe you're thinking back to the Hibs game at Easter Road, uh, where Rangers had a bad day yeah. defensively, lost a couple of goals, but I, I wouldn't think that. There'd be a, a problem in Steven Gerrard's mind With playing Conor Goldson against Celtic For me he's the number one uh, Centre half at Rangers at the moment You know, he, When you look at Steven Gerrard He constantly plays him above anyone Holander's playing some really good Impressive football Because he was doing really great Up until he got injured in the cup final last year and then, uh, is, You're right obviously in Gerrard's mind Is Goldson the best of them all for you Or, or do you prefer Holander? Uh, no, no, I, I actually quite like uh, Golson. You know, he's very vocal. He looks to me as if he's got good leadership qualities as well, Gordon. And he's he's a go-to guy, so you can rely on him. Hollander's had injuries. Balligan's just in at the club, and you have Young Edmondson, who's who's there also. So for me, uh, he is uh, the go-to guy. I take well, uh, Brian's point on board. I, I've had, I think anybody watches Scottish football would identify that Shane Duffy is a threat from set plays every time. They stand the ball up You know he's aggressive And things And I think that's one of the factors mm-hmm. That Rangers will really have to uh, Factor in uh, When it comes to uh, The old firm game Because uh, You know Eerily he has an advantage mm-hmm. uh, Funnily enough Just whilst Brian brings up Connor Goldson Because we didn't 
get into it when you raised it earlier Hugh. Did he get away with one? Did he get away with a push in the back of Cole Donaldson yesterday? I think he did, yeah Do you think it should have been a penalty? I do Alex? Yeah, I, I do Haven't seen it back again Gone, you know, it's that slight push It just kind of kind of gets, gets him that little momentum going forward Donaldson mm-hmm. gets underneath the ball And listen, if you were a Rangers fan and it was in the other shoe You'd be going, that's a stone wall penalty Yeah, I mean, the... the the referee seems to have a very clear view of it, Hugh. Um, I don't know. Well, you know, I thought the referee should have had a clear view of uh, Shane Duffy having his jersey tugged at Perth. I thought Celtic would do a penalty first half at Perth. Um, but, you know, he didn't at Perth and he didn't at Ibrooks. And uh, I think both decisions or the lack of a decision in I, both I, cases I, was wrong. God, nothing when you're a, a defender and you're pulling. A striker or an attacking player's uh, jersey You're always running the risk But how often do we actually see them actually given? Mm-hmm. You know, it's the inconsistency that annoys I, I, people I think that's one of the things that annoys uh, supporters Because you see it in every single game Where somebody's tugging uh, someone's shirt uh, You want to come back in Brian? Uh, I mean going back to the penalty as well I mean if they if if can give away silly penalties like that it's just, it, it must just be my opinion to be honest But I think that it's, it's just... It's, it's just I'm so on edge Every time he's on the ball And I don't know If any Rangers fan Feels the same Brian Are you talking about When he com- he's coming out For the back plane Or are you talking about Defending here I'm talking about A bit of both To be honest with you Because right. I seem to, it seems to be Every time he has the ball As well He either passes it To Tav Or he, he, he kicks up the part He just plays It's either the safe ball Or he gives the ball away Or his defending Has been sometimes Like really really bad Brian I've actually been covering A, a few of the games Which I've seen it See when Conor Golson Does the big raking diagonal Either to Kent Or Barisic Now I actually think He's improved <laughs> I actually think He's improved Some of his range of passing Has been excellent uh, The early early part of the season The 10 programmes We have between now And the old firm game We've had William on tonight Saying that Barisic And Tavernier Will absolutely Terrorise Celtic And now we've got Brian saying No Can't have Conor Goldson there He might let us down Against Celtic It's all part of the same thing Panic Do <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what Brian great to speak to you For the first time Will you give us a call back Yeah brilliant fact Cheers for having us on guys Cheers, Pleasure That was Brian In Bishop Briggs 01419511025 I just saw a confirmed signing the Scottish Premiership Where did it go Why can't I find so it I will find it right now uh, That was earlier on Greg Lee back Yeah, yeah. A, f- a familiar name That you remember uh, So I'm, I'm sure Most of the Aberdeen fans Happy to see him uh, Yes there we go Guy Melamed Has signed for St mm. Johnson So bolstering their Striker isn't he Attacking options Which Alex yep. When you look at their goal return Yes They did very well yesterday Against Celtic But so far this season and last season And maybe even Going back further But yeah. particularly Last season and this season They just don't score enough goals Yeah absolutely I actually some, I actually quite like Some of the play at times We've watched oh. them Over the course of the last Couple of weeks here And they're getting into Some really good positions Unfortunately just They just can't hit a barn door I've got to give a quick mention To Dunny Pace Football Club There's a man Sorting out the broadband Out at our place just now <laughs> Yeah Can you imagine <laughs> but That'll be a, a lot of use for you uh, So He's a coach at Dunny Pace Football Club And they get a bit of a Going over from Airdrie At the weekend And they're playing Scotland Boys Club This weekend So yeah, Good, good luck, luck Dunny Pace Can you imagine a conversation With Hugh Keevans about broadband Yeah, yeah. Can he hook your Nokia yeah, up to it That's the question say, yeah. Well I, I, They haven't shown the Nokia You missed it yesterday Alex What I've never seen A spring in the step like this before Because on Saturday night He was out whining and dining 
And he was in a voucher Didn't even need to pay for it Didn't need to put his hand in his pocket He was a new man yesterday Can I tell you something I take him home as, as you know Every every week he's gone Yeah I'm looking forward to a lovely night With the missus on Saturday In fact I'm going to get a pudding I've kind of looked at him and went I know you're tight by the way And he went It's a voucher <laughs> He didn't even spend it all There was change He was asking for change off the voucher Alec we're sitting there I said to Gordon yesterday We're sitting there like Sir Rod and Penny Lancaster <laughs> Lovely Alright uh, 01419511025 Is the number that Paul In the Gorbals has dialed Hi Paul Hi How you doing guys alright? Yeah, yeah not Paul. bad Paul How are you? How's things? Not bad mate Good. Not bad um, My point tonight is just about um, uh, I keep hearing how um, Well Rangers have started the season And uh, how poorly you know, Celtic have started the season And um, um uh, just way, really, obviously, the way the league table's looking now, and if Celtic win their game in hand, they go two points clear, that's the team playing badly. Um, Rangers absolutely struggled at home against Ross County yesterday, where Celtic absolutely scalped them away from home. Um, it's just, um, it's kind of the same thing, it repeats itself every season now. Like Rangers start the season now kind of pretty well. Um, Celtic have kind of been a wee bit slow. But still getting the victories out there, and um, and we're still the team on top basically. Although the league table just now, although yeah, the game, game in hand, hand. But, but we win the game in hand, we go two points clear. And when the Glasgow derby comes up, it just means, it's, I mean, if that if that if we just don't win that Glasgow derby, we, I mean, already it's two weeks. Paul, you're right. Two weeks already. Two weeks to the old firm. You're right. It's told. It's told. It's dejection. For that team already, and um, I heard the Rangers fan um, we had an impressive, and that is an impressive start about um, their European record there, right? The teams they played, right? Which is which is pretty impressive. But you quite rightly said, if Rangers do not win something domestically, that will not matter a jot, right? And see, um, the the game against Livingston, where they drew now now, and they could have um, went further on in front in the league against us. And then the game against Hibs, and it's the big games that count when Rangers don't turn up and Celtic year in, year out, turn up for the big games. Yeah, Celtic know how to win games. That's a, a thing we, we hear often, Hugh. What do you yeah. make of Paul's theory? Um, statistically, his theory is flawless. Um, I think that people have pointed out that Celtic's performance level Hasn't always been the best And I, I said at the very start of the programme At 6 o'clock Celtic and Rangers were poor yesterday That's why I repeated it twice Because people always think You're saying it about Rangers You're not saying it about Celtic uh, Or vice versa uh, So Celtic and Rangers were poor yesterday um, The game on the 17th of this month Will be so vital I believe the four games Between Celtic and Rangers Will determine who wins the title Because they're far too good for the rest And the four games against each other Will determine the outcome of the title So all the stuff about Celtic's performance level And all the stuff about Rangers can do well in Europe But they haven't won anything under Steven Gerrard All of that will come in To sharp focus on the 17th of October Because you know either side could win the game Of course they could if you're Steven Gerrard then Alex Or you're in that Rangers dressing room And you see that Celtic keep winning But are not performing particularly well 
Is that ominous Or is it encouraging Gordon I think they'll just be focused On their own job I, I, I think you, you can't control What's happening over at Parkhead So I think they'll just focus On the job at hand They've started the season mm. Relatively well You know I think it's 10 wins And a couple of draws We do talk about that Winning mentality <laughs> though, Because Gordon. Celtic have got it You know they've earned it Over the last couple yep. of seasons that, I guess it all just sums up how big the 17th is, is Because yeah. before, before anyone contradicts this I'm about to use the word if And of course it can go the other Either way, way I, yeah. I get all that But if we are in a situation where Everyone around at Rangers feels like they've started the season brilliantly And they're really delighted with the football that's been played If Celtic were able yeah. to get the victory And then win the game in hand You wonder Not having that Previous winning mentality To fall back on Could Rangers come Recover. back From five points And that's what That's yeah. why the next Couple of months Are going to be so yeah, fascinating Absolutely and, and the thing is We won't know Until obviously the, 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 That outcome Comes or doesn't come But I think when you look At Rangers I think you, People talk about mentality and I, and I look at Celtic And I look at the performances And, and one of the key things For me this season Hugh is that the five substitutions allows you to put a lot more firepower on when mm-hmm. games are not going your way? I, I can't believe that clubs, uh, clubs voted for it. Uh, I, I think it's bizarre when you look at the amount of players that come on yesterday for Celtic and mix them up and things, and they have match winners. I think when you go back to the, the, the last couple of years and I look at uh, Rangers, you look uh, striker options, you had Defoe and uh, you had uh, Morelos. Morelos was your go to guy. So he was the main goal scorer And there wasn't many people contributing behind that here But when I look at Rangers currently I look at Arfield Tavernier I look at Roof When he you know he gets back fit mm. again Itton looks as if he can score goals Kent started the season relatively So there is goals behind Morelos And I feel as if that's a factor as well As the mentality There's more options for Rangers To then go a sustained run Right Paul great to hear from you That was Paul and the Gorbals Make sure you give us a call back Some point soon what about this teaser from the taxi driver, oh. Jerry? Since 2009, nine Rangers players have also played for Blackburn. Do you know what? I'm so glad I've you've thought got, of one. You've got Ferguson, yeah. Amoruso I, 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 and Daly. I've written two down, but I know you've got one of them. Two guy, Keramoglu. Superb. Two I, guy. I had, two, I had two guy and uh, Colin Henry. Yes, Colin Henry's on there. Um, I, This from from Neil Hood. Uh, he's, he's, gone in, he's gone in for the... The comedy line he says is actually eight players who've played for both clubs, but one of them is two guy. Uh-huh. Ah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure about that, Neil. I <laughs> don't know. It's not bad, but it's not on. It's not on the Calvin Bassey level no. with you. I always liked um, Wanyama. If that's what Wanyama can do for you, what would two Yamas oh, do? Jeez, please. Right, let's move on. We'll get the rest of the answers next. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141-951-1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Not a bad teaser this It's got these two going in the studio I must admit uh, They're getting quite animated <laughs> Full time at Clyde1.com That's the address you need If you think you've got a good question And you want to hear it on the show That's where to send it I'll try and pick it up And uh, use it on the show It was Jerry and Erskine Who sent this in tonight and it was inspired by the fact I had Big Amoruso in my taxi last night, he says. Uh, so, there have been nine players. They've played for Rangers since 2000. And they've also, at some point, played for Blackburn. Uh, you've got Barry Ferguson, Lorenzo Amoruso, Colin Hendry, Christian Daly, and two guys. Loads of people are giving this a go. The likes of Mr. Carlin, Kevin Maguire, Peter Gray, Colin Johnson, Token Jester. Loads all coming in. Um, apologies if I've missed any out. That was just a, a snapshot. What else did you get during the break? Go on, take one of them. El Hadj Juf. Well done. And uh, Berg. Henningberg. Henningberg. Seven down. 
I, I, two I know, to go. I, I've, and I've got a striker, but I can't remember his name. Never mind, Amaruso in your taxi. We were driven home. Penny and I were driven home on Saturday night by the assistant manager Rutherglen Glencairn in his taxi. There you are. How many shout outs is he going to give in one night? It's the broadband guy. Now it's the ta- are you getting. It's, are you be- get- it's because he didn't have to pay a boundary. Free, free <laughs> fibre broadband and a free taxi home. That, and he's trying to pay for it by getting the shout outs on here. I'm, I'm, I'm on to you, Kevins. Uh, right, still time 01419511025. I have this notion or the dream, Hugh, for. Doing this show on transfer deadline days It's getting to this stage And the transfers are flying in And you're excited And a deal's going to go through Are they not? It's so quiet I mean Their Colin has just got in touch You know Any rumours floating about About Rangers for instance But Alex It's so quiet It yeah. looks like it's going to be Bongani Zungu or no one Yeah I think that's um, the one They've been chasing for a little while now Gordon Yeah a weird one that you, you say that And they have But it's not like it looked like it was off at one stage It's yep. not as if they've been Consistently chasing him Throughout the summer um, He's a 27 year old South African international He is a A, a 6 or an 8 As they say in the, the Sort of yep. Modern midfield speak Alex um, So that would be the, the kind of position he would Operate in He's not played since March though um, yep. Worth yeah, bearing that in mind yeah, In terms of First of all we have to see If it gets over the line And secondly you wouldn't expect him to go straight into the squad if he's not played no, since then. No, and I think uh, I think I, I look at the midfield now. If you're talking, he's a holding midfielder. You've got uh, Jack Kamara, uh, Davis can all do that. And if you're talking about a guy middle to front, you've got Arfield, you've got Arebo. But with all these fixtures coming up, uh, you know the Europa League group stage as well. It must just feel as if he needs that one oh. for security because if he loses one or two. He might be a little bit thin there All managers feel they Just one more Just one more will do Give it, me yeah. one I mean Celtic had 15 outfield players On the park yesterday Against St Johnson You know 15 uh, and Not at once Well no Not at once But um, They've got a very sizable squad And a very big wage bill And in comes uh, mm. the, that, the AC Milan fullback That said There is a glaring hole there For a left yeah, Greg, sure. Greg Taylor is the only Left sided yeah. Yeah. De- remotely defensive player at the club Even if Ball and Golly was still there They had lost Johnny Hayes previously yeah. So there was always a need for that area of the pitch Wasn't there? This is the first of ten nights before the Old Firm game By the time we get to night eight or nine Laxalt will be the greatest fullback ever To have played the game of football <laughs> it's, it's, you, you, it, never fascin- it never stops to fascinate me Hugh Where people leave it to this last minute mm. Because mm. You're, you're effectively going to London for a medical and we've seen it time after time where people have failed medicals over the course. And you think to yourself, yeah. you've left it that late to get Because you're right, you only have one player who can cover that position, naturally cover that position. Um, but, you know, I'm sure everything will be okay. Not just even our clubs, I feel like overall, maybe this is just a personal thing, you can feel free to disagree. But there used to be a real bit of a buzz about it. Um, I, I don't know, I just don't feel like it. You care as much anymore do, 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 about do transfer you know deadline because day? it's been extended to the yeah, possible, yeah. But even, I think even yeah. in the last few years, maybe it's. Maybe it's some of the big fees for buying average players that, yeah. that get thrown about that I sort of push you off as well. We are resigned to our fate here. We know that uh, this is not a rich country um, in terms of football finance. Uh, Celtic and Rangers can dabble as much as they like and can sell big if they like. Uh, but for the rest, the, the transfer window 
It's about yellow ties and Sky Television uh, Tomorrow, I'll, I'll look back on it all We'll ask you to rate your team's transfer window We'll do that on tomorrow night's show And I know we're having to think a little bit further back But I wonder where this guy ranks In terms of best pieces of business done Jack Ross says Kevin Nisbet Has all the tools to become an international striker He says he's getting uh, He's much more than just a goal scorer And thinks he'll keep getting better it's not surprised me, and I thought we were getting a good player. Um, overall, you know, all round, all round good qualities, but you're never quite sure how somebody will adapt to to the challenge of playing against defenders at a different level of the game. And he's been terrific. His all round game's been excellent. His goal scoring return so far is very good as well. And he's only 23 years old. He's a very young man still. But encouraging, I think, for us to have such a, young, a good young Scottish striker. And if he continues um, at the ratio he's scoring goals at the moment, he's going to have a really good season. Do you feel, and this is maybe looking ahead perhaps a bit too far, but is he of a, could he be of international quality if he continues his rate of progression? Yeah, I think he's. I think he has the necessary tools to do that. It's um, it's very easy for managers to wax lyrical about their own players and. Um, but I believe that we have a young striker who, who's got growth left in him and got improvement because he's got raw materials that are excellent. He's not just a finisher. He's got His overall game is very good as well. and He's flourishing. He's improving. Um, so we're going to keep working on him, but he's in a good place at the moment. And you know, I firmly believe that in the future that opportunity will come from if he keeps doing what he's doing at the moment. Just finally, uh, Carl McGuinness was here tonight. Uh, we're that? a bit short on time, but he's got six and eight in the league this season, yeah. Hugh. Kevin Nisbet. Yeah, listen, yes. we, we forget... That Hibs were semi-final to come against Hearts And possibly a place in the Scottish Cup final Last season's Scottish Cup competition So Kevin Nisbet's got a bit of work to do In a word Alex, because we're really out of time Yes, future we're, Scotland Without a shadow perhaps. of doubt when I see some of the players that have come through in the last couple of years Shankland and Brophy and Dykes Absolutely, and yes. okay. uh, Right, you've got two more on the teaser Centre forward, blonde hair He's either Norwegian or yep, yep. Finnish I'll stop you right there, Norwegian centre forward Whose initials are? Oh, you'll get that he also played for Southampton Does that help you? No Something e- Gad? No E-O Oystenstad Egil Oystenstad What about This guy at the other end of the pitch? So a defender? Mm-hmm um, He played for Dundee Dundee He's Georgian Oh Kisavili Zurab Kishnajvili Well done You got there in the end With the help of one or two clues uh, That was such a busy show So thanks for your patience Thank you for all the calls and tweets We're back tomorrow at 6 We can do it all over again We'll look back on The transfer window We've got Betfred Cup games as well And building up to the Scotland game With Gordon DL And Roger Hanna In the meantime Stay right there Barry Wilkins He'll look after you next